Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, it is a Tuesday and a bye week. I know. Strange. Bye week. We got a strange we week already. All kinds of stuff to figure out we have to talk about this week. We'll yeah. get into some the roster and things of that nature later here in the week. But one thing I wanted to get to. So Deontay Johnson, he told me this on Sunday, so it wasn't really a surprise. Okay. Uh, but he's, he's coming back this week. Okay. He'll be back yeah, after yeah. the bye week. So. The Steelers will get have that going That's no for him. Secret or, I mean, no secret there. He is good. he is coming back. Uh, uh, they should also get maybe Pat Fryermuth back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to take a look at what that would mean around the league here. If you okay. took the number one receiver well, off of a team. Minnesota's about to find out. Minnesota's about to find <laughs> out because Justin Jefferson is out for the next four weeks. Let's just spend I, a couple minutes on that. Yeah. Like, Kirk Cousins having a heck of a year. He's a good NFL quarterback. I'd rather lose Cousins probably than Jefferson. Well, they don't have anybody. Their backups are so bad. Maybe I'd rather lose Hawkinson and Addison Agreed. than Jefferson. Than Jefferson. You'd I rather mean, lose a two and a three yes. than your number one. I think he's the best receiver in the league. So yeah. this is an extreme example. But he tilts coverages so strong. You're listening to the official voice of it's Black and Gold on. Nation, SNR, Addison, Steelers Nation Radio. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Sorry that, that was. <laughs> yeah. We're anyways, back. But anyways, uh, let's but, go through them. You go through yeah. every team, and if they let's lost just, or won, let's just run through the AFC here. I'm just running down the order of the teams here in the AFC. No, just kind of yeah, whatever. Kansas City. If you take Travis Kelsey, I think they're roster, already struggling. They're screwed. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I thought when they traded Hill, that was going to be their version of a rebuild. Well, I was wrong. You know, Kelsey was still at the height of his powers. The line was better. Mahomes is amazing. Now, they'll never be bad. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks that. Like, yeah. oh, they're going to bottom out. But they're struggling right now a it's little tough. bit. It's, it's, it's hard work each week. It's hard work each week all of a sudden. And Kelsey's been in and out of the lineup. <laughs> I'm not going to blame Taylor Swift or anything, but it seems like he's not quite the same player this he's year. His, his age yeah. always doubled. I mean, it used to be you could get a first down. You could you could get a layup from him anytime you wanted. Yeah. I, I haven't we, seen that this we, year. What, Maybe we haven't, what we haven't seen from Kelsey this year are the catch and runs. Yeah, that's a good point. And I wonder if he doesn't have that in him anymore. He might you not. Yeah, it's a lot of his catch and okay, – I, I can still he can still find mm-hmm. the soft spots in the zone and sit down and he and Mahomes have that – Yeah. yeah. I, I know where he's going to be at. I, he knows where I want him to be at. But the catch and run stuff I think is done. Yeah, and this is too much of a trend to think it won't happen to him. And I mean this in a positive way. Amazing tight ends – Fade away slow. Yeah. You know, like Witten ran like you and me at the end, or Antonio Gates. I mean, Heath Miller. I they mean, still know how to get open Gonzalez, and where to find. Yeah, yeah. where to find the These spots guys in the zone. But long and they don't get away with it. It's not because of their physical traits anymore. Yeah. Miami with Tyreek. If you took Tyreek off of Miami's mm-hmm. offense, it looks completely different. Waddle's good. He's really good. Yeah. He's. I mean, George Pickens is is, is kind of reaching. For that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Pickens turns into be a, a, you know that kind of receiver for you, great, and maybe better. 
But if you take Tyreek off of that Miami offense, it's not nearly as good. Right. So there's a couple teams where the number two is a really, really good player and be a one elsewhere. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia, um, Cincinnati. They didn't they had to play without Higgins. But it's not the one. It's I mean, not that, the one. And it's not Tyreek. I mean, this is like the Jefferson conversation. The more I watch him, I'm not sure how many receivers I've ever watched in history I would put ahead of him. I mean, like, he's that much of a game-changer and what they just played the Giants, right? And did you catch the quotes from Wink Martindale this week? It was pretty I did funny. Not, no. They asked him, "Hey, are you able to sleep well? The, you know, this week preparing for the Dolphins and mostly Tyreek." And he said, "Yeah, I, I've been sleeping like a baby. I, I get up crying every three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I need, need something to eat. You know, yeah. I need pat on the head. You know, he's very funny about it." I don't think anyone on the planet— I think he planet, stole that from somebody. Though. I'm sure. Yeah. It's not original, but I'm going to steal it from him. The I don't think there's a player in the league, including Mahomes, that scares defensive coordinators as much as Tyreek. And he might be the MVP. Yeah. They uh, would be a shell of themselves without that. Jacksonville. Now, it depends on who you think the one is. I think it's Ridley, but he hasn't grabbed that by See, the throat See, I think it yet. might be Kirk. They're kind of a they're in a different kind of situation. Mm-hmm. They're they're a team that can maybe withstand that a little. Although they did play, they, with, could, they were playing without Zay Jones, and it turned it changed the entire complexion of their offense. And their offense really, when Ridley's been at his best this year, and again it's only five games, and he hasn't been a jag, you know, for more than five games. When he's been sharp, their offense has been. It sharp. looks good. Yeah. Whenever he's dropping yeah. balls and yeah. not look quite looking like himself, that's when they've been really fumbling, bumbling. Not the best team to pick with. Not the best. Yeah. But, I mean, is Ridley and Kirk drastically different than Deontay and Pickens? I mean, we all like Deontay, but he's not Tyreek or Jefferson. Right, yeah. No, I mean, if you take one of those out of the equations, it's not going to look as good. Agreed. It's not going to look as good. Indianapolis with Michael Pittman would be done. He does the heavy lifting. Yeah. He really does the heavy lifting. I mean, Deontay's a better receiver than him. I disagree, but I, I love. Think, I think he is. I, I think Pittman's a really, really good player, and but that would be an example that would back me up. To be honest with you, is if he were out, I don't think they'd run the ball well. I don't think they'd move the ball at all. I, right, right. He's very important, but they could use a Pickens or yeah. You know, they, that's what they drafted Pierce to be, and Downs is kind of impressive. The Ravens, I'm going to say it's Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. and we've seen that in the past when they haven't had Andrews, and it's not pretty. No. It, they're a tougher one just because their offense is different now. It's different, At yeah. least they have three receivers, two of which aren't doing anything, that they are invested in. But Andrews has definitely been the straw that serves the drink and yeah. would be really missed. Buffalo without, without <laughs> I mean, Diggs would be brutal. Without Diggs would, would be awful. That's why they drafted Kincaid. Yeah. Like, we need something else. You know, like Gabe Davis is okay and he was hurtled. They're not that scary. They're like, you know, 22 points a game. Yeah. yeah That's exactly. what they are. Exactly. That's what they were pre-Diggs. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, Allen's special, but you got to give him some guys that can get open. The Browns with Amari Cooper. See, he's a good example of what I was right about to say before you said that is you'd really have to dissect it and it'd be an incredibly long segment. But, this, like, the Niners are a really good example. Like, Ayuk is a man killer. Debo is a zone killer. Where the Diggs of the world kill everybody. But some of these teams, and I bet Jacksonville's an example of that, you would see vastly more man or vastly right. more yeah. zone and make Ridley beat zone. You know what I mean? So there's more ramifications. And the Steelers apply, too. I mean, De- Deontay's obviously a man beater. Who are we talking about? Cleveland. Yeah. 
I don't love Amari Cooper, but he had a pretty good He's year last year. He's their clear number one. He's their clear like you number You take one. him out of the equation, and they don't have a whole lot. I mean, think about what they've invested in lately. They go trade for more. They draft Tillman with their first pick. They drafted the fast dude from Auburn the year before, desperately trying to take something off Cooper's plate. Yeah. And no, it, they would be in trouble without him. The Chargers without Keenan Allen. We got to see that last mm-hmm. year, and it was not good. No, and their problem is they can't ever keep Williams and Allen on the field yeah. together because those two are so different, too. Like, if you lost Allen, you'd still have the deep ball and the big guy stuff from Williams and the rookie Johnston. But without Allen, you're not moving the chains. You know, like, everyone right. knows where the ball's going. I mean, he's such a specific type receiver. They would be in trouble without him, and they were last year. The Texans, if you take Nico Collins out of the equation. It's a hard one to It's judge. a hard one because it's just not – there's not enough track record. Yeah. There. But I bet if we have this conversation in two months, we'd be like, they wouldn't be close to the same. Yeah. I mean, I think he's trending in that way. Um, uh, The Titans, who are you going to call their number one? I mean, I, guess, I mean, without Hopkins, I guess it'd be it's Hopkins. They'd be, they'd be in deep trouble. He's not what he used to be, but he's still, I'm in trouble. I'm going to chuck it up to DeAndre. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like the Jefferson conversation. I was going to say, when Cousins is in trouble... He throws it into double coverage to 18, and he goes and gets it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's Hopkins. And the key is the double coverage part yeah, of it. Exactly. Those exactly. guys, these are guys that draw double coverage. Yeah, and they beat it. You know, we saw Adams do it against the Steelers last night. You know, guys like that. Uh, the Jets without Wilson. They'd have nothing. They'd have nobody to throw the ball no. to. And they've invested like crazy, or tried to. I mean, they got all Aaron Rodgers' buddies and paid Corey Davis, and all of a sudden they got one pass catcher. Yeah. The Bengals without Chase. Well, even without Higgins, it isn't great. Well, but they've they've played some games without Chase in the past. It's they're not as good. They're not, they're not as explosive. As they're not they're not nearly as as dynamic mm-hmm. when they don't have Chase on the field. So I meant to say this when we started the the conversation is there aren't thirty two number one receivers in the league. There's there's thirty two teams though that have their top yes, receiver. Yes, that's yes, the, yes, and, and that's why and it this could is be a, good a tight end. It could be right. a, it could be somebody else. You, you take the number one guy out of any offense. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. But what I was going to say when that facet is, yeah, Higgins is really good. He could do a lot of the heavy lifting. He can do- He'll can. he be a number one for somebody next year. Yeah, but I don't know that he's a, a number, number one. one. Yeah, a you number one, I mean? number one. Number one, number one. You know, and Chase 100% is. Yeah. He's a hard one to talk about just because last this past week, they almost treated him like a running back. Like, we're just going to get the ball to Chase every play. Yeah. And, you know, swing passes, reverse, whatever. So without him this past week, they may not have scored a point. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it was he was the whole offense. It was the entire offense. I don't know if the Patriots have a true number thus, one thus receiver. And that's problem. part of their problem. Right. Yeah, that's the problem because they don't have a guy like that. Uh, the Broncos. Real quick on the Patriots, I've seen all this uproar. For, I mean, we've gone through it. The, the fan base gets a little spoiled and aren't real happy yeah. with how the team's playing yeah. at the moment. Well, all the uproar, or a lot of a lot of the uproar I've heard this week is, how could you let Jacoby Myers go? <laughs> like, if that's that big a deal to you, that Jacoby Myers signed for $19 million with the Raiders, and that breaks your offense, you got problems. Jacoby Myers never scored touchdowns when he was with no, the Patriots. He's, he's not even quite a two. I mean, he's a two yeah. or three. Um, we didn't even say them that with Adams. You take Adams out of the They would never score again. Yeah. No, he's as valuable as Tyreek or Jefferson in that yeah. offense, yeah. Uh, the Broncos... Who knows? Who, who knows? Who knows from week to week who the number one is there? We may even find out. I mean, I could see Judy and Sutton getting traded before long. And but see my what point happens. is, this is why two years ago we saw these team, we saw these number one receivers move. 
Oh, yeah, Diggs and Hill and A.J. Like, Brown. Okay, right. you're either going to pay these guys or you're going to get a, a, a haul for them mm-hmm. because they changed the way you're defended. Oh, they, they tilt the field. Yeah, even if they don't have big games, they influence it dramatically. Now, we don't have to go through the old NFC. Or no, we will no. if you want. But no, that's if, right. Like A.J. Brown, they would survive. He's better than some of these names we mentioned, yeah. but the way they're structured, they would survive. It would hurt a lot. They wouldn't be as good. They wouldn't be as good. Yeah, they no. would not be as good a team. Um, you know, he, <laughs> I think if you take C.D. Lamb off of Dallas, it would be huge. Huge, huge. Even huge, if huge, he, huge. even if it's just C.D. Lamb out there running routes, mm-hmm. because he gets so much attention. So much attention, and he's in the slot. He's on both perimeters. He's running all sorts of routes. He never really comes off the field. He's good after the catch. He can also get the jump ball stuff. I mean, is he the best in the league at any of those? No, but the combination is top eight, eight or so. It, it, it comes down to how the opposing defenses treat you mm-hmm. and treat the player. And over the last three years, Deontay Johnson has been treated yes. like he's the number one receiver in the Steelers' offense. He he is the guy that gets the double teams. Now, maybe that changes moving forward. See, that's forward. what I think is really interesting now. But you, you didn't have that opportunity. You didn't have that option. Mm-mm. And if if George Pickens is going to get doubled, then there, Deontay Johnson is going to get singled. Right. Right. I mean, now teams are going to have to make a decision. Right. You know, how are we going to handle this? Are we just going to play an umbrella coverage and not lean either direction? Are we going to play more man? Are we Which play opens more things up for Pat Fryermuth. Exactly. Yeah. Or the run game. Or, or the run know, game, yeah. yeah. It, it changes everything. Like, never – It's it wasn't a good thing that Deontay got hurt. But we learned a whole lot about George, yeah. and it was all positive, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I mean, he put some stuff on tape that is now going to, moving forward, when when opposing defensive coordinators are. Your touchdown is on tape. The 41-yarder mm-hmm. uh, last week is on tape, and you're like, we, we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen. That's scarier than getting nickel or dime to death. Um, At the same time, you know, you can pick your spots with that. I mean, Deontay Johnson has been a chain mover. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a Keenan Allen, Mike Williams situation. That would be great. Yeah, and you'll take that all day long. All day long. It might even be a better version than the 2023 version of what the Chargers have. So, a couple things. I was was reading up on Pickens just coincidentally this morning, and since Johnson's been out, Pickens is the 15th most productive receiver in fantasy. 15th. I mean, we're talking about all those names, Tyreek and Jefferson, and, you know, and people probably look at this offense, this stinks, they don't produce easy. And then they're also talking about his route tree. It's much different. I mean, he was, like, leading the league in go routes by far last week or last year. And I thought last week they were still too many along the sidelines. But for the year, it's far more diverse than it was. And that's working out for him. I'm just I'm, – I'm very interested. I know people are looking at this this five-game block that the Steelers had to open the season. Mm-hmm. Well, the offense, it looks, the same, it looks worse than it did last year, blah, blah, blah. It looked bad in week one against the 49ers. Yeah. So everybody is, everybody <laughs> yeah. has pretty much looked bad against the 49ers mm-hmm. defense. That's, But we haven't gotten to see yet this year what this offense looks like consistently on a game-to-game basis with Deontay Johnson out there, with Pat Fryermuth out there, and then George Pickens out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who the other guys are. Right. And I'm not giving Allen Robinson a hard time, but I think a big addition with Deontay coming back is less Robinson. Robinson yeah. played, like, all but four snaps this week. He's a four. You know, miscast yeah. is a two at the moment, you know, and Austin— I mean, you're glad you have him right now, but— You'd be in, in trouble without him. Yeah. But, I mean, what, he catch, like, four or five balls for 30 yards. I mean, like, that's going to be the yeah, stat line, and, you know. 
I mean, he had a big – he had the third down catch mm-hmm. last week against the Ravens that kick-started that yeah. game-winning drive. Um, you know, so there are – those are the kind of th- plays that you brought Allen Robinson in to make. Yeah, and also – Not to be the guy out there as your number two. <laughs> no, beating Patrick Tain straight yeah. up or, you know, Sauce Gardner or whatever. And he has a little bit of that tight end old man game we talked about. Like, he'll fade away slow, and he'll be able to find spots to get open. He just isn't explosive or doesn't run all yeah. that well. But if Austin is getting singled by nickel corners all the time, the run four sixes, you know, I mean, okay. I mean, he he's the one that could really blow up. And, you know, Robinson then becomes a four. So you mentioned the Niner defense. Again, I just happened to see this this morning. Every Tuesday when you go to the site for EPA stuff, they have a chart. They just have a chart of, you know, and this one was the most difficult defenses teams have played. And the Steelers were far and away number one. Like, I knew they'd be close, but it's not even close in terms of all the EPAs of all the defenses the Steelers have faced to this point is by far the hardest in the league. Like, yeah. it, this bye week's reminding me of last year's bye week. <laughs> it just really <laughs> is. You know, like, you win a couple games, they're like, ah, and pick it, you know, it doesn't turn the ball over, and run game starts to come around, and then you look back and like, boy, those defenses were better than I thought. We were saying yeah. that after week yeah. two, after they played the Browns. I'm like, the Browns defense, like, I wasn't sure what to think of them mm-hmm. after the week one. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's pretty good defense. Yeah, and it's really, really good. And Baltimore's numbers are tremendous on defense, yeah. better than I expected. You know, I mean, they throw a lot at you. So you might look at that five-game stretch and be like, it's had something to do with the opponent. Yeah, um, I, I, think that's, I think that's the case. And, and it might have something to do with who you didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, you hate to say that, um, you know, because it sounds like you're making an excuse, but it's a reality. It is. It you know, is. Deontay Johnson changes the way that the opponents, you know. You're if, much easier to play against If it's one. fourth and one in Houston. Sure. And, and you're lining up there. Do you think Deontay Johnson's getting some attention in that situation? Mm-hmm. He's the, he's your man beater. See, that's what I was thinking, <laughs> He's too. the guy that gets open quickly. I'm sure we <laughs> talked about this yesterday, but the play where the Pickens touchdown the other day, you know, where. You can see it's man. There's no safety rolled his direction. I can't remember if there was a single high or if it was or if it was zero, but there was not a an obvious helper there. And they check right to it. You yeah. know, I mean, all this discussion of who made the check. I don't care. It happened on Tuesday. <laughs> it happened on Wednesday. Yeah, it happened earlier, much earlier in the week. But you're gonna get that three times as more often when Deontay's yeah, right. in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's not gonna it's, be once in a while. It's third and three. Oh, yeah. we better we better double Deontay Johnson on this one because he's going to get open quickly. His slant or out yeah. is going to kill us. It's going to kill know, us, and they're going to move, move the chains here. Right, so we better leave our left corner alone on George. The other part of the equation here, Matt, is one of the things that you see out there on social media. Well, look at this 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 play this this play design. Nobody's open here. Mm-hmm. What does Deontay Johnson do? He gets open. He gets open quickly. <laughs> you, you hit a little. Button with me though, like because everybody does that on Twitter. You get a freeze, if, a freeze shot, a still if shot. You freeze that thing. <laughs> you can find many, many plays when nobody's ever open. Right. I mean, if I'm watching all 22 and I hit pause and then I unhit pause, somebody's open usually, or so the, yeah, well, everybody's moved at it, least. It drives, I, they're not yeah, all standing. I still. do that when I watch the game. I rewatch the games and I'll like go through a play and like, okay, let's and you hit the pause. And you're like, okay, and then you see the guy like. Within a half second, the guy's opened up. Exactly. I mean, the That's game the happens that quick. The, it's not NFL. a chessboard that everyone <laughs> stares at. You know what I mean? Like, if I hit pause, it looks like a chessboard. Yeah. That's not how the game's played. 
And that's a social media glitch that drives me crazy. Yeah, and, and, and you get the the, uh, the, the armchair uh, coordinators out there. Look at this. Look at this play design. Nobody's open. Mm-hmm. Well, let the play develop. Yeah, and you there know? are plays nobody's open, and then and that you happens. throw it away. Yeah, or, you know, right. So. And that happens. But yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten, probably ninety-nine times out of a hundred, within a second and a half, it changes. Of the ball snapped. Nobody's open yet because that's not the. I right, mean, that's right, just right, the reality right. of the NFL. Well, yeah, you're running into their zones, <laughs> and then you got to make something happen. Right, right. Real quick about the defenses too. Anyone watch last night's game? Max Crosby's pretty good. Yeah, you know, and Bosa and Garrett. I mean, like they and Warner. Like they faced five or six of the best ten defensive players on the planet. You know, that yeah. that, that aren't on their team. That are game changers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. real game yeah. changers. And yeah. uh, suddenly that win over the Raiders doesn't look quite so. Oh, that was mm. uh, that's a bad Raiders team. Well, they came and they, they they're doing okay. Yeah, they beat yeah. the Packers. That, that offense is probably easy. beat the Patriots this week. Probably, I'm sure they're favored in that game. I would think I would so. Think. It's a, it's at home. Yeah, I'm um, not sure it matters. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not sure right now. <laughs> <laughs> Considering the uh, Patriots have been outscored by 69 points the last two, two weeks, weeks at home, brutal. Uh, the Patriots might be looking forward to getting on the road. <laughs> I'm sure it's <laughs> Just not a real get pleasant out of, environment get out of right, town, right now. Like... Yeah, it's a rough neighborhood right there. <laughs> But, yeah, this Deontay Johnson thing is huge. It's huge. Huge. Side note, and we can talk about this on a totally different subject. If you looked at this team on opening day and said, rank who you want to lose the least, Deontay and Cam are in the top five. Without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> right. Know, does... Nobody brings up Cam Hayward. Like, about, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's one of the best players in the league for eight years or whatever. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, anyways, we're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, the uh, Steelers in a bye this week. Uh, players practicing today. And then Mike Tomlin gave them the rest of the week off. Oh, wow. That's cool. I'm sure if they didn't win, they wouldn't have got that little privilege, huh? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> excuse me. let's let's talk about this okay. uh, in terms of... So, I keep seeing everywhere that the Ravens lost that game on Sunday more than the Steelers won it. I get that. I mean, I understand that perspective on it, but uh, so well, you know, Lamar did what Lamar was supposed to do. He he went out and they dropped these touchdown passes. Do people not see Lamar fumbling the football? Do people mm-hmm. not see Lamar? the interception that he threw to Joey Porter Jr.? Yeah, bad one. He he didn't throw a fade. Mm-mm. He didn't throw a back shoulder. He threw it to Joey. He threw it right to Joey. Yeah, no, I mean, and they, all, a field goal there, a field goal. You're in field goal range. Well, that too. I mean, he took points off the board, obviously. All in all, I thought Lamar played quite well, threw the football well. You know, his numbers could, should have been much better. But I kind of like this explanation. I forget who said it. Like, in this league, especially in divisional games, especially amongst teams that know each other, if you leave the door open for a team, they're going to walk through it and burn your house down. You know, I mean, that's just how the league works. And... Could they have shut that door maybe in the first half with a Tucker field goal or whatever? 
Maybe. I mean, it would have been a tougher door to blow down. It would have been, you know, the big bad wolf would have to huff and puff a lot more. And there's an art to putting teams away. There, there 100% is. I also look, you know, so we know what the snafu was at the end of the first half when they didn't get the field goal off. Right, right, the, you know, the Linderbaum thing. Linderbaum snaps the football there. Mm-hmm. You're Lamar Jackson. It's fourth and two. Yeah, yeah. Just tuck it and go. Why, yeah, why yeah. don't you tuck it and go? Why would you just throw the ball to nobody? Mm-hmm. May, he frankly, panicked. He panicked. Or it's coached wrong in training camp or whatever. You know, like if your go-to play when that happens is just throw it, you know, thinking that you got a penalty when you got that guy, maybe that's what he's coached to do. I, I have a hard time believing that because yeah, yeah because he's I look yeah, I would, love Lamar Jackson yeah. I, I think the people who who think he's just a you know oh he's just a running back playing quarterback no, are way off line super wrong yeah <laughs> wrong about that um, but he deserves some heat for this loss too. without a doubt yeah yeah you know I I just I one hundred percent agree with that I mean no he felt the pressure as the game went on mm-hmm. you got to make a, if he can make one more play. Late in the game, maybe it's different. Two more plays. I mean, the second half. They had chances to put the Steelers away, exactly. and, and they didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, they had they had control of the game at halftime. And, to, to, and but they to, almost always win those games. But to not credit the Steelers at all for having anything to do with that, to mm-hmm. me, you know, some of the stuff, like, like I've seen the numbers out there, and you, what's, a, what's a drop and what's not a drop? I don't know. I mean, I've it's seen so seven, subjective. Five, yeah. I've seen, I've, yeah, but they were the lot. But uh, before before the Bateman drop, which Bateman's drop in the end zone was one hundred percent a drop. Yes, I mean yes, it, yes, it hits yes. him in the stomach and he and he drops it by any definition. It happens yes. to every NFL team, mm-hmm. whether you believe it or not. That happens. Yeah, Jackson was getting killed with drops this year. I mean, right before that, he's got Andrews in the end zone. He throws the ball. 12 feet in the air, and it tips off of, of, of like, 100 miles an hour off of Andrew's hands. Mm-hmm. Is that a drop? Right. No. You know, I mean, but it, I, it, had, it must be considered a drop because that's only the only way I can get the seven. Yeah. Watching okay. that game. Okay, I didn't count them that's myself. That's not a drop. I've seen. That's a bad pass. <laughs> I've seen some people credit them to seven, some five, whatever. But everyone knows I enjoy my analytics. But things like drops, pressures. That's just somebody sitting in a chair like, is that a pressure or not? Well, yeah, I'm going to say yes. He got within two yards of the quarterback, right, so the quarterback right. must have felt it. Yeah, you know? Is that a drop or not? I mean, the quarterback threw it 800 miles an hour on a two-yard route and <laughs> goes off his hands. You well, know, there like, was some of that, like some of the stuff yeah. that was being considered dro- Like there were, uh, I think it was one of the passes to uh, to Zay, uh, Zay Flowers over the middle. It was behind him. It was behind him. I say if you counted that as a drop... Then there's a, a, there's a lot of Lamar. drops every week. It's a you know, bad right, right. throw. Like, I bet Brett Favre led the league in drops because everything was 8,000 yeah. miles an hour. You and know? some of that was because of the effect the Steelers' pass rush had on him. No doubt. No doubt. Like, he wasn't as crisp throwing the football. He wasn't, he, you know, it was a little bit behind. They Maybe they had gotten so used to Lamar just, oh, he stepped back there and he could pat the football and mm-hmm. zip it out there. right. You know, it's, um, it hits me in stride. Well, that didn't always happen in this game. No, it didn't. And... I re- wish I remember the receiver. You probably will remember better than I do. It was either Flowers or Aguilar. And they got him matched up on T.J. Watt in coverage. Yeah. And, of course, that's the matchup you want. You know, like, we saw Preston Smith trying to guard <laughs> Adams last night. You know, like, come on, man. But anyway, once in a while, you're going to drop your edge dudes. Right. And they get in binds. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what but they're paid to do. Not what they're paid to do. But T.J.'s done it more than, you know, yeah. Bruce Smith. 
And I 100% believe that if that was a drop, it was because Watt was crashing in on a little receiver. I mean, oh, yeah. like that was that was that flowers. was a fear drop. Like he that hit was he a, hit him in the chest. And okay. The ball just goes flying out. Yeah. Like he should have caught the football. It's a big dude hitting a little dude that's not used to big dudes <laughs> roaring down at him. Right. Like I think Watt that should have been a PBU, not a drop. Yeah. You know, whatever. And, and it was. It, it, went, they for a, for yeah, it okay. went for a PBU for for Watt. And that was my, kind of my. I talked about it. I can't remember if I talked about it on this show or not, but I did mm-hmm. talk about it on the pregame show with Tim Benz. Like, the one thing that we saw when the Steelers were running a lot of that quick game, mm-hmm. you're throwing the ball into, into tight spaces or into traffic. Oh, it was Drops so are going to happen. Uh, we used to talk about this a lot. It was usually Ben's last year. Deontay has way too many drops. Well, he's got like 160 targets this year. You know, and like that's... and, and he, he's 140 of them are with five guys standing near him, getting ready to blast him as soon as he catches the football. T.J. Watt type body types, yeah. not five ten corners bumping you out of bounds gently after you catch I the ball. I guarantee you, Zay Jones didn't deal with that at Boston College. No chance. No chance. <laughs> I mean, well, they couldn't catch him anyway. They couldn't yeah, I mean, catch right, him. Right, right, yeah. Nobody's yeah. dropping their two, their 250-pound ends right. in the coverage in those situations. And if they are, he'd run past them in a blink. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Virginia Tech end or whatever, Syracuse end. And, and then the other thing about drops is the guys that lead the league in drops are often like Welker, Edelman. Well, where do you think they do all their work? Yeah. I mean, Ray Lewis hits them right in the face. You know, I mean, like, it's harder to catch the ball there. It's not as far downfield. And then that, there's you more know, traffic. Larry Ogajobi's running you down from behind and chopping the ball out. Like, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of bad stuff that happens. I can remember Stefan Tuitt's rookie year. Uh, it was Jamal Charles caught a ball out in the flat. Okay. Who's a smaller back. Who's a smaller back. Yeah. And he kind of got – he got there was some traffic in front of him. And Stefan Tuitt just comes in from the side and just – Probably like a freight train. Smashes like him. The, the ball goes ran, flying yeah. out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's that's like going to happen. me plowing into my teenager. Or whatever. You know I mean? Like there's a big difference here. <laughs> um, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, I bet you don't know this answer, and I bet none of our listeners know this answer. Who led the league in drops last year? Do you happen to know? Uh, was it Jamar Chase? It was Stephon Diggs. Okay. Same thing. Chase led the I mean, year like, before, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was Amari Cooper one year. It was Evans one year. Yeah. These are like some of the best receivers in the league because people throw them over and over and over and over. I mean, if you have really bad hands, you don't get a lot of targets because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they stop throwing to you. Well, and that was, you know, one of the reasons why Nelson Aguilar, for example, mm-hmm. was no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. It's because he dropped the football Because they all the couldn't time. tolerate it. Yeah. Tolerate they they got tired of watching him drop the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Some of that's you. You know, you lose your targets when you have real drops. But you know, when you sign that guy, well, he'll occasionally drop a football, mm-hmm. or even, even when you draft him. And he had a yeah, he had a drop down the sideline against the like mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah, it's oh, part of the question. game. Without question, that doesn't mean that the, that the oh the Ravens really they they just let the Steelers back into it. They let them hang around. Now, Steelers had something to do with this. They absolutely to, did to pretend that all oh, it was just all about the Ravens losing this game and the Steelers did nothing to win it. Uh, that that to me is they definitely missed opportunities or you could you know they should be very unhappy with how that oh, game they should went be. there's no in, doubt in hindsight you because know. you know but they they had some performing in the moment too they had the opportunity i mean the, the steelers had 3 points through 3 quarters mm-hmm. you should win that game at the bottom but the bottom line is the ravens still only had 10 they only had 10 yeah yeah you know right. they didn't do enough offensively to win that game either Mm-mm. no i think their offense needs to look itself and be like we can't have that reoccur, and how do we make sure it doesn't? You know, and, and the Steelers. I mean, they change things up on how. Like, if you watch 
rewatch that game early in the game. They're rushing four mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, keeping Lamar in the pocket. And he got yeah. out a couple of times. His first two runs in that game, he had the, the 26, what was it, 26 yarder or whatever it was. Yeah, a good his, chunk one. His yeah. second run went for nine. Okay. And then I don't think there's any other big ones. Right? And then his next three carries were like for ten yards. For 10 four, yards. His next yeah. four carries were for ten yards. Like One, they did, a, they hemmed him in. Another thing they did, and you mentioned this yesterday, but a lot of inside linebacker blitzes. Yeah, they just he, started coming after him. And, and then one thing they would do too, which I definitely think affected him, was they would show blitz. They would mug up those a gaps with the the inside linebackers, <clears throat> but they would fake blitz and kind of be a spy. You know, and it's not – a lot of times you'll see spies like five yards off the line of scrimmage just kind of sitting there yeah. hoping they can do something in zone coverage. You're doing that, waiting for him. Mm-hmm. If you're at the line of scrimmage doing that, yeah, you know, because he was hurting them, he was stepping up in the pocket yeah. and then looking for an escape lane. Well, if you take away all the escape lanes – Or if you make – more, even more so is if, if his escape lanes are Highsmith or Watway – Great. That's yeah. what you want. Right. I mean, I'm sure their game plan is Lamar. Feel free to run all you want, but don't go off tackle because you know, yeah. we have a disadvantage there. And Highsmith. Side note: Highsmith killed Stanley in that game. Just destroyed him. Killed him. Just killed destroyed him. him. Yeah. And yeah, that, I mean, just rewatching that game again, I'm like, boy, this again. They they didn't they didn't they never gave Stanley any help because they couldn't very, very rarely. You're right, right. And you know they didn't. He lost that matchup. They didn't double. Uh, Watt in key situation, like at times. What are you doing? Right, yeah, right. I mean, they did it as much. You know, they they didn't some, do it. As, course, they like did it some, does. but they didn't do it as much as other opponents do. It, no, it, like it just, Houston or yeah, or, it just yeah. hurt them. Yeah. Uh, it's it, again, that's that's on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Like you know, these guys can wreck your game, right? And you I mean, allowed I, them to do so. I guess I could understand at this point of his career, slightly underestimating Highsmith. Say hey, Stanley, or in a Trent Williams like yeah. manner. We're, we're, get, we're paying you twenty. Bucks, we're paying right. twenty million dollars a year. Go win that you matchup. Have to win that matchup, and he didn't. You know, but yeah. it really wasn't close. No, Highsmith just destroyed him. He had eleven pressures in that game. Eleven. How about this number? I heard this this morning too, which you probably are on top of. But TJ has caused twenty-five fumbles in his <laughs> career. The all-time record is fifty-two by Robert Mathis. I mean, he has twenty-five fumble. You know. Getting the ball out, and that's as impressive as a sack number. Yeah, that's hard to do, especially Four coming fumbles. from from the front side. But they see it coming, right? I mean, some of them are against running backs, but I mean, he's phenomenal at it. He's on pace to be the all time leader. The ones I mean, that the ones that get me are when he comes around and he, this quarterback's facing him, and he just takes the ball away from he's, him. He, yeah, <laughs> he just steals his lunch money. I'm sure you've noticed this too. But another thing he does is sometimes he'll just punch people. Yeah, you know, like he's kind of punching at the ball, but sometimes he kind of hits him in the face or neck or whatever. Like he got called for that once. He got called for it once. It's so worth it if you only get called for it once or twice. (laughs) I've always thought, why not? I mean, you're almost allowed to punch people out there, pretending it looks like. Well, if you if you look at the Ogan Joby strip from behind, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, it was violent. That was oh my god. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know how Justice Hill like how didn't break his arm. Yeah. And he's, he's, another... lucky, he's lucky it hit the ball. His Joby's hand hit the ball because otherwise he breaks he his forearm. He might be out. He might be yeah. out. Because yeah. Ogunjobi is a big dude. And that's kind he of is the thick. to it Charles comparison <laughs> yeah. yet. I mean, a 200-pound back that's built for speed and kind of built like a receiver, and that guy's roaring. Coming in with, a, right. with a, just a tomahawk chopper. Right, right, like, right. With ooh. a big right cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's crazy stuff. But, I mean, that was a big play in that game. Humongous. Hold on to the ball. Yeah. I mean, right, the, right. The, the, they had hit the screen pass. It gets them over midfield, and here comes Ogan Joby, knocks it out to set. That was the, the one time that the Steelers got field position in the first half, and they turned it into points. Yeah, you, you laid that out well yes, yesterday. I mean, their field position was so poor, and when they did have decent one, they scored. They scored. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing how uh, that amazing works. Amazing how that works. It's amazing yeah, how it works. But, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, – it just – I keep looking at this and reading different stuff, and well, the Ravens really blew that one. They they really they had that game and they just blew it. And like, you're not giving like the Steelers dom. First of all, they dominated the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They outplayed the Ravens in the third quarter. There's also a stamina issue here, right? You know, like I'm not saying they're in better shape or whatever, but they've withstood. I did a Monday show with, with Rob King and Wolf, and I'm like, Wolf, you can equate to this. This was a boxing match. I mean, the first three rounds. You're getting haymakers to the face, but yeah. at least you're standing. You know this thing's going to be a ten round fight, and you won it in the eighth and ninth and the tenth round. You know, what I mean, you got the, the knockout blow. Yeah, right. I can remember that it was at one point. I want to say late in the third quarter, looking at Marlon Humphrey, and he was he was out there with his hands on his knees, mm-hmm. like he was winded. It's a physical battle. He was winded. Yeah. I mean, he's coming back off of a foot injury, right? Um, you know, what I'd was, be worried about Humphrey and Stanley. As I, much as you've invested at those guys yeah. at tackle and corner at the you know key key positions, maybe they'll round into shape. But they're, they're not, not young quite, guys anymore either. Mix him with like Odell, you're not getting your investment out oh, of those guys Odell. right now, right? I Odell's mean, we said when they, when they made that signing, that was a bad you could see one. That that's coming. I mean, that was like 18 million. I mean, I thought proven get to like be the case. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just nuts. Anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives. You can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, and vi- or visit online at shop.steelers.com. Matt, I, I also wanted to remind everybody that the... Uh, you can check out Yin's Chat's regular season oh, yeah. challenge each week, including this week on the bye. This doesn't rest on the bye. Uh, answer Steelers trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. Log into the Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance to win this week's prize. It doesn't say what this week's prize Ooh, is. We'll figure it out for you. We'll tell you guys. I'll have right to here. find out what this yeah, week's prize they is. They give away good stuff. Yeah, they left that out, Brian. Uh-uh. Brian, there's no prize here. <laughs> you get some prize, folks. There's Go some, play. There's going Go to be, play. You'll be happy If you with answer it. all the questions correctly, you get a, a gold star from us. And, yep, a little pat on the back. <laughs> oh, it's a Jalen Warren signed football. Nice. Okay. How about that? There you go. Um, Jalen Warren. It's a hot uh, name right now. Yeah, very hot name right now. Um, he's played well. He's played really well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, going into Sunday's game, I, I had thought Najee was playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this was a tougher tougher uh, game for him. What did you think of Broderick Jones' play? Oh, glad you brought it up. I thought he was really, really good and really, really encouraging. So, especially for a rookie, to get thrown in mid-game is tough. I mean, it really is. Yes, you may have got some reps with the ones, but you didn't prepare as a starter. And See, that's a, so everybody... I've been doing this a long time. Sure. 
And any time you ever talk to a guy who's a backup, mm-hmm. you know, how, how have you prepared differently this week? No, I'm prepared to be the starter every week. Of course they say that. They yeah. say that. Yes, until it's, you're the starter, son. <laughs> you get up a little earlier, you lift a little extra weights, you know, stay there and watch a little more. You don't want to get embarrassed. So there was a couple snaps that I thought Clowney got the better of him. He Clowney ser- play? <laughs> he didn't show up much. <laughs> there were... He, start, he certainly still needs technique work with his pass protection. Yeah. But he looked so much better. I mean, his physical gifts, which we all know are there, shined more in this game to me. Like, he moved bodies better. He recovered better. Just looked a little more natural. Like, like he had played a game before in the NFL yeah. as opposed to never playing a game in the NFL. And the Ravens throw a lot at you. They do. They do. And, and I, mentally I didn't see was fine. any – yeah, I didn't see any busts. On no, any of that stuff. I didn't either. I, I think he's got a chance to be a really good player, like for the second half of the season, not like three years from now. Yeah. But, I mean, he's coming along well. Obviously, he's been coached up. He's obviously working hard. Um, I wouldn't take him out of the lineup, and I don't dislike Dan Moore. I'd consider Dan Moore as maybe the right tackle, maybe a six guy. You know, maybe do more of that. But I think you have to leave Jones in there at left tackle, and good. I mean, that's yeah. a good problem to have. I'd make I'd make Dan Moore my sixth guy mm-hmm. across the board, except at center. Yeah, I mean, I'd also consider this is a lot of change for a short amount. Of time. I know what you're. I know I where know. you're going. I just I I can't see it happening. I know. I think it's far fetched, a pipe dream for me. But if you put Daniels at center and put Moore at right guard, but he hasn't played guard. Yeah, you know, I mean, Herbig could. I would feel better about that. I don't think that happens. I'd feel better about that if if you had a veteran quarterback. They, no doubt. Because Mason Cole makes uh, so many of the – he helps with the calls mm-hmm. and everything along. The, you know, you're going to trust that. Now you're putting a different voice in there with your, with your second-year quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he trust it as much as he trusts Mason Cole? It's not Ben back there. It's not Ben back yeah, there yeah, making yeah, the yeah. calls himself. Absolutely. You know, or – you know, relying on Marquise Pouncey to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, nobody it's, thinks it's about that different. stuff, but by all accounts, Cole's very good at it. And, you know, yes, Ciamolo and guys like that are smart. Daniels could handle some of that stuff too. But there's a center quarterback relationship, and that's Ben Kenny's center. You know I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it happens, but I don't think Cole's one of your best five right now. One of the things that the Pickett talked about today was he said, that, you know, he was asked, you know, what changed last year at the, the bye week? And all, he said, look – I'm not going to get into this or that," he said. "But you know, at the buy, you 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 take some of the stuff that you're you're doing well, and you try to accentuate that, mm-hmm. and you take some of the stuff that you're not doing well, and maybe just throw it that out. Throw it away. Yeah, exactly. Like we wanted to try this, we tried it for five games, didn't work. Get rid of it. Let's not waste our time on it. We tried it enough. We repped it enough. Let's concentrate on what we're doing well. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of value in a buy for a lot of those reasons, and and also. Go home and see your family for a couple of days, and don't like, think about football for the next couple of days. Well, I would say, and you're still thinking about football. The well, coaches, I mean, you're always, you know, like they, they, you always do, but it's just a different perspective. It's what you do, you're not staring at the projector and with your buddies yeah. with a big chew in, you know, in the dark, you know, like <laughs> you're sitting around, you know, at night. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting around at night on your own time on your porch with a cigar and a bourbon or whatever, going, huh? Maybe that experiment I tried. Isn't worth it anymore. You yeah, know, it's it's just a different perspective. It, it does allow you to just take a step back, mm-hmm. take a breath. If you think about this, uh, you know, from the time you you report to training camp, um, through this period, 
whenever your yeah. buy happens to be. I mean, it's just football, 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 football. And you build a plan, and you're sticking with it. You know, and yeah. it doesn't mean all your plans were the right ones. You know, like, boy, we explored all this avenue, like you said, and what if we just scrap that whole avenue? You know, yeah. okay, there we go. Yeah, right so away. we'll see. You know, I, I know the uh, the coaching staffs uh, on both sides of the ball. You take start taking a look, uh, a good hard look at you know how you're doing things, mm-hmm. who you're doing it with, mm-hmm. uh, what you're asking those guys to do, and, and maybe realize come to the realization here: hey, we can't ask this guy to do that, and he, you know, right? He's I mean, not capable. And with so many new guys on this roster this year, perhaps this buy being earlier this year. Could be better. Could be better. Could be better, especially considering their health situation at the time, yeah. too. I mean, if they can – I keep thinking about last year, but if they would have, quote, fixed things in week six and not week nine, well, maybe you get a win or two more. You know what yeah. I mean? If you simplify things. Maybe, or, you, know, you know, a buy before the Dolphins game or mm-hmm, something like that. You squeak one more out yeah. that you didn't or something along those lines. Like, uh, every team has these issues, but they've asked Fryermuth to block a lot of defensive ends. Yeah, maybe like, you don't do that. Maybe anymore. that's done. Maybe that's you know? not such. Maybe if you again that sixth offensive line pack, yeah, sixth, yeah. sixth uh, offensive line package. Now maybe you say, you know what? In those situations, we're Dan go Moore's to this. out there next yeah. to Jones or Chooks or whatever. Okay, because that would be a pretty good. And Pat, we've been yeah. asking you to be a square peg in a round hole. You should be detached in the slot in that situation in a big power package, you know. And you're still going to block a linebacker or something, but you're not going to ask. Them to We're not asking Miles you to block, Garrett. yeah, right, you know, right. I mean, there's been too much of that. I think the secondary needs to really look at themselves, you know, like who are our best guys? How's the best way to use them? Wrote an article today about I think Porter needs to be a full time player. He's got to be on the field. He it's, has to be. The He's time a, has come. Yeah, the yeah. corners are a problem, and they have to evaluate that I and mean, that's a big thing to do i don't know if they'll do this it's a bigger project than you think and you can do it to di- different degrees but a lot of times during the bye the head coach will go to both sides of the ball and say game plan for our offense game plan for our defense and be honest don't pretend like it's your buddy present it to me how would you attack our offense okay you know and you know you see if your coaches are true and going to tell you the truth and or they're going to try to protect their buddies you know and they, they'll see things that they see every day in practice. Like, he, you're giving away this or yeah. this blitz package. Is see, I think, I think you would do that all the time. There's just not enough time in a week. I, I understand that, but I would, I, you know, you, you practice against each other over the course of training camp. Mm-hmm. You know what the strengths and weaknesses are of everything that you're doing. Yeah. There. You can have those those discussions in that two-week period now after training camp between mm-hmm. that and the start of the season. And some of that stuff definitely does happen, especially – I always remember a pit. I mean, our O-line coach and our D-line coach were Tom Freeman and Bob Junko, and people might know Bob's name, and his sons have gone on to do things. And they were, to put it mildly, the grizzled old veterans, (laughs) uh, typical line coaches, tremendous human beings. They were the most into recruiting. They understood everything. And they both drove into work together from Upper St. Clair, and they both drove home together. And during practice, you're holding me, your guy's cheating, blah, 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 spitting and scratching and... But then they have lunch and they're like, "Your nose tackle showing me this," or you know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like they sit there because they're buds. Or on the way home, they're right. probably arguing and saying, "Why aren't you playing the backup left tackle? He's going to be much better than this guy." You know, like it's that that happens on all staffs. They spend yeah. a lot of time together. Yeah, they they spend a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah. More time than they do with their families. Yeah, and that's why this buy could be good. Like, go see your family a little bit, recoup, sleep a little bit. Yeah, you probably and, get to you, like Thursday and Friday are probably. Big study days for the mm-hmm. for the coaching staff. Maybe even Wednesday since the players aren't there. Uh, but then Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, 
Spend time with your family. Spend time with your family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can still think about things. You'll still work. But, I mean, mow the lawn. Or, you know, just, just go do <laughs> something. Lawn. Right. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just... That's what we do when we <laughs> have time off. You know, mow the lawn again. Uh, anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with the Fantasy Football Focus right after this. Let's go play some ball. Always talking black and gold football on SNR. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 